Comedy. Lies. Fiction. Meta jokes. Fire. Go Podcast. By your powers combined, I am Third Space Podcast. Third Space Podcast. He's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Well, what now? Gonna help you pull asunder bad jokes that lack to loot and plunder. Okay. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? It's going good. You know, we're here doing stuff. Yeah, as uh, we I, do. I think, Kevin, we should dedicate this podcast to a very special group of people. Uh, man, you're really, you're really just dropping this on me now, huh? Yep. Okay. Well, I just who I are just they? Th- I just think this podcast goes to, out to all the students and teachers who have to go back to school. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm concerned whenever we dedicate anything because just the, the, the image of anyone here that like, oh, this podcast, uh, it's dedicated for you. It's like, oh, what does your podcast do? We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what the next hour will bring. <laughs> so, But it's for you. But it, whatever happens from this point on is dedicated to all the students and teachers who are currently in a very bad situation. Yeah, who are not in a great place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so there's this idea in creating content and creating stuff is that you, you don't want things to be too, um, two places. time. You don't, you don't want to date things is what they say. You want yeah. things to, to somehow appear evergreen. And the thing is that in reality, no, <laughs> yeah, then we, we've never done that. Well, you never know. And also, this time right now, when you're when we're experiencing, like I'm thinking of, you know, these people who are going to school right now. Like this is a time that when you look back in your family's history, like years from now, decades yeah. from now, or yeah. the, or the history of like content on uh, YouTube or in podcasts, there will be that time when you like look back into the backlog and you're like, oh yeah, that's what all the people had to go home for. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. That that was the pandemic times. Well, it's like uh, when you watch uh, like TV shows, and then you there's always that one season, and you're like, "Why is this season weird and short?" It's like, "Oh, oh that's strike. the writer's strike." Right. Right. <laughs> and and it hits different times in each season, but, ev- but like there's all these shows where they just have that one short or off season. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I know why. Right. I remember mm. this. <laughs> no. That'll always just be a uh, be a mark, not a good or a bad one, but a, but a mark on the history of. I mean, usually it's a pretty bad one. The writer's strike was rough <laughs> for a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no one got their best stuff out during that time. No, no. But as we in general, like like this, like like we'll, you'll see, uh, you'll be watching something that all of a sudden, be like, oh, everyone's just all of a sudden recording from home. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. Interesting. Everyone's sound quality got worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know we're uh, we're getting through it, and we're still doing our stuff, and we're doing our stuff this week. The stuff that we do this week. Yeah, we're doing our third space world generator. That's right. We're doing the third space world generator, the which podcast is, which, we don't have to prepare for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the perfect one to dedicate because we have even less of an idea of what's <laughs> going to happen. This is for you. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this is for you. Something is in this box, and it's for you. <laughs> it's I don't know. I it it had air holes in it. So and maybe, it was moving. It's not alive. now. Maybe something alive. Maybe maybe it's haunted. I don't know. I don't know. Something something about this is just gonna gonna pop it open to see what's in. But not now. Not now. Anyways, we got, if we somebody do it, told you my bit. That this podcast was dedicated to you because you're a student or a teacher and you're tuning in for the very first time. <laughs> We're not going to explain how this works because there's too many there's too many random generators. So we, we'll, we'll just explain as we go through. Jeremy, can you imagine 
if Mac when you were in school, so a person's like, hey, this random podcast was dedicated to all teachers and all students. And you're like, well, I better check that out. Better check it out, dog. <laughs> it's dedicated for me. Well, it's dedicated for the group I'm in, but me. <laughs> Look, you're a part of that group. That means you have to agree with everything that's going on in it. Nope, that's not true. What? But, but we can dedicate something to a whole group, Kevin. Oh, fun. All right, well, let's, uh, I guess let's let let's get into this. Who boy, whatever it'll be. We've got a bunch of generators we've got to roll through. But before we get to that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you. I think I think got to hit us with something. Oh, right. I'm supposed to improvise a theme song to start now, our Now, I have machine. a goal for you. I have a goal for you, and it's not to do what you just did earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Make it different. Uh, sure. Um, here we go. Third space. World's being made. Sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> Pretty good. There you go. Completely different. You're not wrong. All right. Well, <laughs> the first thing we got to do is we got to find the genre of our world. That's uh, right. As they all do. We have a our, our own list of genres that we have compiled, and they're pretty comprehensive. There's some... <laughs> doubles there's, there's some weird ones there's a few doubles oh there's a few i dread <laughs> oh, okay there's a few i really want to hit because kevin will hate them uh <laughs> yeah there there's one that sits there right in the we have about 30 of them there's one that sits there right at 15 and i just don't i'm not gonna tell anyone what it is it'll be a surprise but you know if we roll it <laughs> yeah you'll you'll start swearing <laughs> it's not gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, the whole spectrum right there in that in that middle, the middle chunk, uh, which is why I'm glad we're not we're glad we're not rolling on a bell curve. Yeah, you be... want you want high or low, Kevin. You don't want the middle. Oh yeah, I want high or low. All right, well let's 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 hit that number. Let's see what we get. Let's Our, go. Holy crap! What is it, Kevin? We rolled fifteen. Fuck yeah. We actually rolled fifteen. <laughs> we rolled. What? I what? spent all that time talking Hyping about the it up. I. I part of me wants to take like a screenshot of this because there's no way anyone will believe that I well, didn't spend that time being like, well, as long as we don't hit 15, we'll be fine. And then I rolled 15 on a random number generator. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll find a piece of paper and uh, take a picture of it after I write 15 on it. And I'll just post that to our Twitter. <laughs> That's the same thing, right? Yeah, I actually took a screenshot of it. I don't. It doesn't matter. It can still be faked. But oh my god. Okay, fifteen. The genre which I feared was bi- was biopic. Oh, a biopic. <laughs> okay, you can't say it that way. A what? A biopic? It's a biopic. A biopic. Well, this look. We're not talking about a, a biologically enhanced picture. You're right. Pick. You're right. I guess a, a pickaxe. We're talking about. A personal story. A biography in movie form. Yeah, a biographical movie. Yes. Uh, As a world. Yes, as a world. Uh, Now, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's talk about sort of the breadth that a biopic has. Because... There's actually a fair amount of variation inside the genre. Well, I can give you the uh, the film definition of a biopic. Sure. So a biographical film or biopic, abbreviation for a biographical motion picture, is a film that dramatizes the life of a, fic- of a non-fictional or historically based per- person or people. Such films are the life of a historical person and essential character's real name is used. They differ from docudrama films and historical drama films in that they attempt to content comprehensively tell a single person's life story or at least the most historically important years of their lives. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think the really important thing to take out of there is that this is a singular character focus type of story. 
it tends to be technically they can do them on groups but they rarely do yeah um but uh there tends to be sort of there are some that are very very true to reality Um, i mean that's ideally what they're supposed to try to be doing as much as possible yes but there are some of them that are more closer to the based on a true story type of thing well at that point Um, they're i'll say at the point they're not really biopics then that that's true what i mean what i mean by that what i mean by that kevin is that the person involved has passed away and so has the people close to them yeah so they know the events but like they can't go and talk to somebody they they can't be like hey kevin uh what was jeremy like when he was in his like early 30s what was he like they can't they don't have anybody to go do that with so there's a lot more imagining in terms of like conversation or like interspersed locations i mean yeah the thing the thing is that usually with biopics is when they're doing is someone is that it's someone who like like you we, we you don't here's what i'm saying you don't get a biopic of like julius caesar at that point that's a historical drama like yeah. biopics yeah. are usually um someone are usually from someone who has been around in at least a time where there are a lot of historical writings about them if yeah. anyone out there is wondering like hey what are some examples of biopic movies just pick a movie that is someone's name I, I if you want me to read you out the sort of biopic movies there are there's things such as selena ed wood chaplin ray <laughs> there's the church movie that just came out too right yeah, though those ones, uh, there are a few ones that they decide not to just be called like Churchill. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's like Man on the Moon, which was uh, uh, Jim Carrey's Angie Kaufman. Yeah. Uh, there's Bohemian Rhapsody was a big, big one that came out lately. Yeah, I was gonna ask, do Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man count? Uh, yeah, they're they're bio they're biopics. Right. So the thing is, is that biopics kind of do come in multiple shapes and forms because those two are musicals. Well, well, I mean, they're musicals in the sense that they're because the people, the, because the people <laughs> sing in them, people, but, people but sing in them. Rock rocket man is a true musical because the music, the songs are transitions between times. Yeah. But if I, I don't know, I don't know if I would call them a mute. I mean, they do refer to it as a musical biopic. Um, but, but I think the idea of a musical Though it's like, it, Jeremy, if you went out to a bar, you know, in the evening, which you shouldn't be doing, uh, unless if you know you're being safe about it. Uh, but if you're, you know, being safe and you're going out and there's music playing, you wouldn't describe your night as a musical. No, I I would say I had a musical night though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You're so I, I just. I, I just want to say we're, uh, we obviously we did not get musical as one of our genres. No, we, we only got, got we only got biopic. Um, but there is some wiggle room for us to play around. We don't just have to do that. But what what I think we need to take from it the most is a singular focus on events in people's lives. It's really sounding like this will probably be some sort of merit based monarchy. Maybe it might be a it might be a meritocracy. I know people. Well, I was going to say meritocracy, but I I think meritocracy is really about so levels of it. And this one seems like there's one person in charge, mono, but is based on their merits. A mono meritocracy. A mono meritocracy. Okay. Hmm. Well, <laughs> a mono meritarch. <laughs> yeah, a mon a mono meritarch. <laughs> I mean, because the thing about by about biopics is they're about someone who's done something really oh wait kevin i just had a brainwave about this what what if the mono merit arc is the world well what 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 do you mean like (laughs) like like people living on the back of something yeah, like maybe the planet is sentient. Pat will live on the back of a whale, and this is about <laughs> the life. Uh, I mean, I say whale because that's the famous things yeah. on the back of a whale, or a turtle, or an elephant. Um, so some sort of creature uh, that everything's on the back of, and everybody's really obsessed with that creature. And I mean, and wouldn't, like, wouldn't you be if you lived on something <laughs> that you knew was alive? I mean, 
Yeah. Well, well, but here's my favorite thing about it. Biopics always are involve the, um, like they always have, Oh, and they got the stories from the other people around them. Like that's how they got it, which yeah. means the thing you're on is alive and there's others of it <laughs> that you could, <laughs> that you could talk to to be like, Hey, what are they like? Yeah, you know the the big John thing we're standing on, and it's like this Cthulhu's so, like, well, they're kind of cool, I guess. So, so you're saying that like if we if the planet is a sentient creature that people are living on, yeah, it has to be traveling almost like in a jet stream with other creatures that are similar. Well, I, and I think very notably, they do not have anyone living on them, or else yeah. they would have a biopic about them. That's true. I mean, occasionally you might get one, like how. You know, sometimes in these, you know, being some of the famous people, it's like, oh, and they cross paths with this person at this point. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and here's another notable person that they interacted with. <laughs> here's here's another, you know, society. Yeah, yeah. All okay, right. I, I think I, I'm not ready to nail that down yet, but I think that might be the direction we go in. It's it's pretty good. It does make this seem very um, biopicky. God, I'm... <laughs> We're not talking enough about the fact that I rolled a 15. (laughs) I mean, you hyped it up before. We talked about it a little Uh, bit, Kevin. We've got all these generators to get to. At least it's out of the rotation for a few weeks or months. (laughs) All right. Uh, What's our next generator, Kevin? We got to generate ourselves a mood. We got to figure out the mood of this place. The mood of this biopic. The mood of this biopic, which is very important because in biopics, you can pick a whole bit of different moods. They could have done Bohemian Rhapsody actually somewhat somber if they wanted to. I mean, it had some somber parts, but well, you're right. They, they could have really nailed down on the sad parts. Yeah, like biopics are really wild in the way. Usually they're, they're usually portrayed as somewhat inspirational. Yeah. It's like, you know, the theory of everything or um, Gandhi. Yeah, yeah, inspirational, cathartic, that sort of thing is usually what But let's go see for. what the mood actually is. <laughs> Bam! Confused! Oh, great. One word, confused, <laughs> which makes sense if the biopic you're trying to do is the thing you live on. Because yep. nobody's going to give you a straight answer. No, why would they? Well, well, I mean, you're just passing each other, each other by. They don't know a whole lot, but man, are they willing to talk to you because no one talks to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one, this one person. I mean, this just sounds exactly like a biopic. This sounds like one of those people who've had like four biopics made of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, this one says that you know he was he was a great father, and this one says he was absent and a drunk. Which yeah. one t- is this land I live Which on? Which is true. Do I uh, have? Yeah, to- I I could see. So it's confused because there are so many different accounts of what happens on this planet. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> about the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About whatever the creature is, there's there, there's no single story, and maybe maybe us philosophers say that is the point. <laughs> how do, how do we quantify a thing that we live on, that we grow our plants out of, that we dig in for ores? I want this to be as much like Earth, but just alive as possible. Yeah, and yeah. we'll figure out more as we get to the aesthetic, obviously. Which is next, isn't it? The aesthetic is next, and confused is. Kind of self-explanatory. It's not one of our real deep moods we get. No, no, no. It's, you know, uh, confused is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. And if you if you don't get it, there you got it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'll roll the aesthetic then, I guess. Might as well. Yeah. I, this is, other than the mood, I feel like this is the biggest wrench that's going to be thrown at us in this. All right. Huh. Okay. Uh. That doesn't sound good. Well, <laughs> it's a weird one. Okay. We got... <laughs> we got a name. Okay. This aesthetic is Gordon Ramsay Jock. <laughs> <laughs> the aesthetic of this is Gordon a Ramsay. Jock version of Gordon Ramsay. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I know that Jock tends to be very, like, sport-headed. But I think when you when you hear the word, like jock you really just mean like an enthusiast in that activity so this is a world of chefs (laughs) this is a world of fit chefs i think is what it means (laughs) well i mean wait 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 kevin kevin this is a world where to work out you have to cook well no now here's the thing i do think that um 
uh, that we that, that like like we we should we should look at the at what jock mean like, like we th- we really become the stereotype of athletes. Yeah, but really, it just means someone who is. Well, why, Kevin? Why don't you look it up? I did. <laughs> okay, what's what's the definition? Well, number one is a disc jockey. That's informal, but an enthusiast or participant in a speci- specified activity. Example: a computer jock. Okay, so what you're telling me is that jock and nerd are synonyms. <laughs> um, kind of, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think. I think the difference we have to go with is that there's a that the difference between like nerd like nerd and jock is that we can take a lot of the I mean obviously it's very much is tied into the idea of an athlete or sports fan you know based off of jock strap uh, yeah. which you know so there's probably a lot of that that specific sports style of energy mm-hmm. except for into Gordon Ramsay which is cooking i mean he's pretty intense about cooking though yeah well here's the that's what i was thinking like we got gordon ramsay jock i think we can lean really heavily into just gordon ramsay um yeah. i've recently been seeing a lot of his videos where he just reacts to um people on tiktok making food and he's going yeah. no <laughs> that's not how you do it what are you doing <laughs> you know you Stop! know what, uh, uh what i've watched about gordon ramsay recently what a Chinese person getting mad at him for the way he makes fried rice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we just really lean into Gordon Ramsay. This is a world of people who are really intense about making food. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I guess there has to be a lot of ingredients. Like, I, I, I know the world has a lot of ingredients. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff out there that I won't eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because there's too much. I don't care about it all. But how do we create a world that that is that? Is, so I guess it's living. So maybe it's constantly making new ingredient, new things, new new vegetation, new uh, m- like animals. Well, maybe maybe there's constantly changing ingredients. Kevin, I think one of the things that we have to do with this world in order to make it so that cooking is so important is, is I agree things need to change, but I think the way we do that is not by doing like every year it's different. The way I think we do it is that this world has seasons like we do, but instead of a season lasting, you know, three or four months, yeah, uh, it lasts like five years. Okay. Um, so that means during those areas and periods, you're going to have lots of different types of crops. Okay. Um, yeah, I was thinking as well, the reason why cooking is so important is that, uh, all the other beings, the smaller versions of the thing that you live on, um, will only really like talk to you if you feed them. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about, oh, so food is also sort of a bartering system in terms of that sort of thing. Yeah. Like if, and, and I mean, if you're, if you're able to make really, really good food, you can actually feed it to the thing you live on, and then you can learn direct. You can get you get the biopic, an auto biopic directly from it. You can you can get boons from the planet you live and, on, well, the, and, and that's in the form of documentary. Well, and that's probably the thing that like is the like in a world that's so confusing where where like one person's like, yeah, you know, I gave a um I gave a meal of like uh chicken cordon bleu to uh to one of the passing creatures and it told me that there you know the the thing that we fly on is uh a turtle i don't know yeah. what they would say yeah. um but it's a turtle and then someone's like oh i mean i i gave some cereal <laughs> i'm not a very good chef uh, <laughs> to a guy and he told me that it's actually in like an elephant or something yeah well i made some chicken parm and i fed it to the planet and the planet says it's a tortoise, motherfucker. And we're like, oh, I mean, if the planet says it. <laughs> yeah, straight he, from the source. But then someone else is like, that guy can't make chicken parm. He's terrible at it. You know what? Iron Chef battle right now. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to talk <laughs> the, to the planet. The theme is chicken parm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I like that. 
I think it's pretty good. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing about our next generator. We have a planet generator, which means it'll give us kind of the creature. Well, I think we're going to have to take the details and interpret them into what sort of creature that could be. Well, I was... I was considering that that because we have a very unique kind of planet, I could roll another generator to find, like, I don't know if I want to do something like an animal it's based on, but. Well, let's let's roll the planet, Kevin, and maybe something will jump out at us. But if not, we can always find another generator on the Internet to help us out. (laughs) It's always what we do. Why think for ourselves when the computer can tell us what to do? (laughs) Computer, (laughs) tell us about a planet. Okay, um, so, <laughs> yes, uh, th- in this case, I think I will read the entire thing out since we're doing this so oddly. Yeah, I agree. So, it's a few islands are dotted around an ocean, mostly free of ice, except to the poles. I don't think that really makes sense. No, that doesn't really sense. help. Um, there are towering columns of hexagonal speckled stone. That's what you have to climb up to stay on top of to try to give to the creatures who fly by. You'd be like, hey, come I, down here. I have food for you. <laughs> come on. I mean, I think we've had that one before. <laughs> oh, I, we've definitely had towering columns, but I love the idea. The reason that they work specifically well in this world is because they're literally like dining rooms. You go up to and be like, hey, creatures of the of the space yeah. and abyss, come down so, here. I want to ask you I, some stuff. I, I think if we're taking that detail that the creature that we're on has to have spines of some sort. Yeah, I mean, they have as big spikes or whatever they are. It's a hedgehog. Yeah. I don't know. Um the local plants are white sponges. Well, there's a lot of white sponge plants around, mm-hmm. which are great for cleaning your dishes, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Mr. Clean magic erasers or, everywhere. Or, you know. Don't use those to clean your dishes. They are full of really industrial solvents. Or, you know, making a, uh, making sponge cakes. Sponge yeah, toffee. Sponge coffee yeah. cake. Yeah. All made from wholly organic plants. Tiramisu. <laughs> um, yellow flyers patrol the oceans, diving suddenly to catch their prey. Um, and the biochemistry of the local life is toxic. Okay. Well, I really like that well, detail. Well, I, I like that because that means you have to cook it out of them. Yeah, you have to process them through cooking there, to make things edible. Yeah, there's no raw food. If you eat raw, you will die. No, no, no. It said, it said, what was the phrase? The Creatures. Bi- the biochemistry of the local life is oh, toxic. you're right. It's everything. The local life. <laughs> Every, yeah, it's everything. <laughs> everything on this planet is toxic, toxic, including the people who live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't eat anything. Well, that I mean, that's great for... <laughs> <laughs> for a chef planet to be like this undercooked it could kill me <laughs> everything is a blowfish <laughs> i mean yeah everything <laughs> whether it's those nice white sponges oh my, oh my god kevin <laughs> yeah i think i know what the what creature the planet is it's a blowfish it's a blowfish it's got spines it's pretty round and and it's occasionally it inflates. toxic <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh we're going to the think... earthquakes again <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, tell me it doesn't fit. And I guess going along with that, a nearby gas giant looms in the sky. So I guess the things that are passing by that we talk to are just like gaseous creatures. Yeah, nope, that makes sense. Yeah, they just, they're, they're and every so often they get too close to the puffer, or whatever the pufferfish thing is, and just sucks them in. <laughs> and that's when it expands. And that's when it expands. They're, yeah. they're both like people who know a lot about it, but they're also aware that it wants to eat them. It will eat them. It will It will definitely eat them. Because you know what, Kevin? They're not the planet's life. Those things are not toxic. Well, I will, yeah, I think it's very <laughs> important that the things flying through the air that we can talk to to try to learn more about our world um, are things that we can't eat. because, Or else that would kind of defeat the purpose of the fact that everything here is toxic. Well, I think, I think for the creatures on the planet... A gaseous thing is not going to fill them up. Well, yes, that too. But, I mean, that that's why it should not be just, like, a creature. That's why I said yeah. having them be gaseous things is, I think, good for the aesthetics of this world. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Is there anything else we need to go over, well, over in this, our first half, well, Kevin? I think we can sort of let's, – let's summarize what we have. So we have a kind of, like, puffer, fishy world yep. that kind of just – 
Well, so here, here's what I'm wondering. Is it just that, that, like, this is the planet, there's no other living beings? Or is it there's a couple of these puffer fish type things that occasionally could meet up? So they're more like countries and less like... like I think they're still in, like, an Aetherist space. But they're more like countries and less like planets? No, Kevin. I think there's a, a living, breathing civilization on this pufferfish. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I mean. But are we treating this civilization like like Earth in our solar system? Or are we treating this civilization like, I don't know, Europe in this solar in, – in, on Earth? I mean, I think we're treating it like Earth in the solar system. But I think the important uh, stipulation to that, Kevin – is that it's in the jet stream of space, so it's yeah. going to travel around the universe. Yeah, I'm, I'm just letting that go. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I, I do think travel is an important part of this. Well, yeah, no. I don't, I, I don't think it's an orbit around a star. I think it travels from place to place. I mean, that's how the seasons happen, is yeah. that sometimes it won't be a place where there are many stars. Uh, I was mostly just trying to figure out if we're, if like, because if it's essentially like a, like a planet then, then it is obviously a lot like there's if it, we don't have to worry about them meeting other pufferfish planets or things like that no but they could come across other sentient species that's possible that don't live on pufferfish yes they're not gonna mess with these guys they're not gonna they're yeah. gonna be like let's not go near what, that look why why would this planet get a biopic if it would there were lots of others like it well, because a lot of people get biopics. This is just well. This this is just the biopic of Ray Charles. There's also a bi- biopic of Andy Kaufman, <laughs> and saying and say, that I like the idea of you, of you going to like a a or you know a, a a movie theater and being like, wait, we've had a biopic of both Stephen Hawking and Alan Turing. You get one. Only one person is important enough to have a biopic. <laughs> yeah, okay, how how about this then, Kevin? Because you're mentioning a bunch of different people, but they're all pretty different. Even people who are in the same industry yeah. are pretty different. Yeah. So why don't we say this, Kevin? Okay. They don't come across any other pufferfish planets, but there are other animal-sized planets out there. Well, the re- the reason that I, that I was thinking something like that, because that means even as they're asking these floating – like gaseous things about this. If they go by and they swing by another like planet that that looks maybe it does look like a hedgehog, they're like, "Well, now I gotta ask the the gas things about that." Yeah. What was <laughs> what was that? Hey, what was that giant weasel that was went by? I saw the real long one that went by. Yeah. What's what's up with that? I mean, the the mood is confused. So you're constantly seeing things being like, <laughs> "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and all the, the gas, the gas guys try their best. Gas historians tell us. I like, I like that it's that it's like well, it's a biopic. The people who are on the planet aren't actually watching the biopic. They're people like trying to make the biopic essentially, just like doing interviews and yeah. Because <laughs> occasionally you'll give food because you always have to give food to get them to come down. Yeah, they'll come down. You'll be like, hey, I saw one this one go by, and it was. You know, it was just like had this tail and it was waving it side to side. Do you know anything about that? And they're like, no, I've never seen that one before. And you're like, Damn shit. Yep. Yeah. You ate my spaghetti and meatballs and you just you, you gave me nothing in return. You ate my New York slices. You, I, you ate my pizza. I gave you a pizza. And this is what you give me <laughs> on this, the day of my daughter's wedding? Go, um, go be with your daughter then. Is <laughs> is this so important you had to do it today? Look, there was a planet that walked by that when it shook its tail, made a rattle noise. I got to know about that. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it all down. We're going we're going to the tower. Nobody's getting married. <laughs> I need all people just going up these towers and just being like, "Hey, my Please friend, my friend, my offering. Yeah, take this offering. Of Jello put in. My my friend Jerry. How's he doing? I ain't seen him in a while. The gas guy's just like, I don't know who Jerry is. <laughs> oh, you know Jerry. You know he's got the big beard. Guy walks <laughs> always, with a limp. He always brings up sweet potato fries to feed you. Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, I do know Jerry. He died. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> 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 We've got a good idea of how the world looks. 
we still got to see exactly these people. We know kind of what drives them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, well, I guess we are going to have more stuff to layer on. We just got to gotta first head off to commercial. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by our returning sponsor, The True Essence of Service. get it back to you in like a week or so i gotta order the part from uh from next town order and i think they'll probably deliver it soon but uh, i can give you a call on whatever phone you have just uh, just leave the number with the reception at the front and we'll get back to you when we can all right all right kevin uh, let's do a little check-in here how, how are you okay. feeling are you still are you still dreading the number 15 um, I will because we have to do this because we have to do this again. How are we not going to do this exact same thing again? <laughs> How are we not going to make a planet <laughs> with a thing on it? We have to figure out something else. So yes, okay. The answer question is yes. But, but I always dread but the future. This one isn't doing that bad, is it? This one, this one is doing fine. I dread the future. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, p- perhaps my, my, the the, mod, the motto of my life these days appears to be everything's fine right now. I dread the future. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe we can make you dread the present by seeing what people live on this pufferfish. All right. We will uh, we'll roll it up. All right. So we are... Okay. So the appearance of this race is based on Chinese people, so they're just... People. Humans. Yeah. Yeah, we got humans. They are a civilized race. Okay. Uh, however, their social structure is like... An anarchy. Well, obviously, because everybody's fighting for different toxic ingredients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then well, trying and to all- cook them and bring them to the sky for answers from gas giants. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every- well, and the thing is, like, this really feeds into the confused mood. Yeah. Because none of these people are actually, like, they're, they're, they're not coordinating any of their questions. They're asking the same stuff over and over. Yeah, they haven't planned shit. Yeah. Well, and going along with that, their culture is inspired by the hippie subculture. <laughs> okay. Yeah. These these are just about. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're very civilized. Um. So they're not like fighting each other. No, no, no. They're like nice. That. They're all about peace and love and harmony. Yeah. I guess. This, yeah. Um. And all they do all day is just hang out, cook up some food. And try to find the to answers the, to the universe, man. Trying to, yeah, trying to figure out, yo, what is this thing that we're living on? Yeah. What are the things out there? What does any of it mean? <laughs> what is life? Yeah. And, like, the, these people are <laughs> wildly kind. They are <laughs> they are generous. Yeah. And humble. They give away food. And tolerant. Yeah. They are generally very frail. <laughs> this is, I love this group of people who do not want to fight. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they, they don't. don't. They don't want any sort of conflict. No, they <laughs> they don't. They don't want to have any sort of structure. They don't want to have any sort of uh, <laughs> com, like com combat. No, they just want to make their food. Just want to make good food and find answers. Well, like this people way back in the past, maybe once these people were a lot more. Um, organized because because they li- hang on because they lived on a planet that literally was trying to kill them yeah like uh, the, uh, just a toxic toxic world and as they as they like go along they they realize that oh there's these gas things flowing by that we were scared of but if we give them food they'll tell us things yeah and we can learn about oh the the world below us is alive and they you know, they can just help out with... I, I like to also believe that these gas things can also be like, hey, is there water around here? They're like, yeah, you know, man, just go head north. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't like the end of that with I don't know, but I'm going to head north, I suppose. Yeah. They they go up and they're like, can you tell me how this world was formed? And they'll be like, no, I've just been here for about 100 years, but uh, nothing's really changed in that time. So it's like, pro- oh. probably just here for a long time. It's like, oh, so it's older than 100 years. Oh, okay. Nice. Thank you. 
<laughs> I, I was like, like this. This is the this is the the this this is the beginning of a place that has these wildly different like cultures with belief systems. Um, I mean, they all obviously believe in the, the, the you know the 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 be the beasts they live on the back of yeah but the information they get is entirely dependent on what these holy sentient <laughs> gas things say to them yeah absolutely kevin <laughs> it's entirely based on just the the whims of these things that that it seems like from how we've been uh describing them are also also living things <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they're they, they know that if they go down and tell the person who gave them food anything at all they'll get more food yeah yeah, yeah. and the people the say- people know if they go up on one of the spines of the puffer fish and they scream into the heavens i propose an exchange food for information <laughs> a gas giant will come down <laughs> now we should clarify these are not gas giants like Ju- like jupiter doesn't descend down no 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 I think they're pretty big, though. Yeah, they've got like, they've got to be because they're also the planet's they're also the pufferfish's food source. Yeah, I mean, this, this is them being like, oh, okay, so I'll go down in the back. I got to stay away from the front, though. Yeah. Occasionally, you will be talking to a gas giant, and then all of a sudden, the planet will just shift, and you're like, "Why am I going away?" And man, they just, <laughs> it got him. <laughs> yeah, that one got got too too close to the mouth. The dangerous business. I mean, that's why the food the food you make also has to be good. It's got to be great. Yeah. You're not going up there with uh, with butter on toast being like, tell me the secrets of the universe. They're going to be like, that ain't worth it. I mean, you can go for butter on toast, but it's got to be like a nice homemade rustic sourdough and some like uh, some homemade butter. Like, you, you know, it can't it can't be store bought. Well, yeah, but you, you also have to convince the gas giant from far away that that is a good enough food. Like, no, no, trust me. It's all good. You know, I uh, I made it myself. I put a lot of work into it. And they're like, I don't care. Give me some bacon. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Kevin, is that these gas giants are going to have a plethora of different tastes. There's going to be a gas giant, Kevin, who has the same taste as you. Yeah, but I mean, I, I also don't just want butter on toast. No, but you would take mac and cheese. I would chase, uh, take all kinds of mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Mac... Mac and cheese is a perfectly fine and fancy food. No, mac and cheese is delicious, Kevin. For me, it is not on the list of meals I'm willing to risk my existence for. Look, there are see right now, there's <laughs> no meals I'm willing to risk my existence for. That's fair. Mostly because if it really comes down to it, just go to the back end of the puffer fish and eat its poop, is that what you're saying? No, those you're further away from its mouth, which means the people who are on the spines there. Like what this becomes is that if you live closer to the mouth of the pufferfish, which you don't know is the mouth of the pufferfish. Yeah. Like, you do not know the form of the creature you are on. Your food has to be so much better. Like, that, it has to be the fanciest food ever just to get them to come down to you. Yeah, you got to make some beef wellington or some shit. Yeah. I, I've never had that, but I've heard about it. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, at the back of the pufferfish, yeah, you could just make, you know, real good butter on some real good bread and they're like i mean it's safe to go back there pufferfish can't eat with its butt <laughs> that we know of <laughs> we know of i know a lot i'm a gas giant i've been around here for a thousand years i've never seen <laughs> the butt eat somebody <laughs> i mean you, you got and there's different like we're, we're talking a lot about the pufferfish and the thing is that that's because the only thing we can talk about there's a lot of different uh, civilizations here and they will be in different ways i think we'll get a lot of similar things to this one where they're pretty chill <laughs> overall i mean the people are just so nice like they don't have any structure but they're nice to each other uh, and they're generous so they're willing to share they're just yeah. constantly having to adapt to new ingredients that are coming out and new combinations and also new information about their world all the time <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th- this this is the sort of world that, like, actual anarchists really do want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's what they think. It's like, oh, no, we'll get rid of all all the structure, and everyone just, you know, then, you know we're just, we're and, just cool. And we're everyone just, will just be cool about it. Yeah, everyone, everyone just be chill. Make your food, care up the spines, figure out some about the world. I guess, I guess the idea there is that, like, 
you know, you don't really have time to worry about other things. You're still trying to figure out where you live. Yeah. You're, well, you're trying to figure out where you live and how to make food taste good for a gas giant. Yeah. I mean, the the thing with the gas giant is that they have so many taste buds. All really, every single particle of gas is a is a taste receptor. Yeah, they they can uh they can taste the umami. <laughs> so much umami. Mm. That's, there's one gas giant that just come that just comes out and they're just like, would you say that that has an umami taste? And they're like, I sure. <laughs> Tell me, <laughs> how is the mouth feel of your dish? <laughs> Do you have a mouth? <laughs> I mean, I don't have to tell you that. I, you haven't given me the food yet. What are you, my mom? <laughs> I to tell you if I have a mouth. Oh, great gas giants. <laughs> I have one question for you. Do I live on the butt? Please tell me. Do I live on the butt? Oh, great gas giant. If the butt farts, do you die from poison? <laughs> They're just like, I don't even know if, like, if, if the, that kind of creature farts. <laughs> we use words like pufferfish and, and mongoose and like things like that and hedgehog. I like to believe that none of those creatures exist on these planets. No, none of them do. There's, there's no smaller version of these creatures. <laughs> no, there's not. No. That would be insane, no. Kevin, because that would imply that the small one could grow to a planet-sized proportion. It, it it wouldn't not imply that. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> that that's why no, there's no pufferfish on this planet. None of the none of the animals on this planet would make sense to us as beings of this planet. But I do think that they're all based around just delicious food. So you still have like a a creature that'll give you beef, but it literally is just like a rolling slab of beef. <laughs> just like a snake of beef. Just a Vin Diesel doing a forward roll. <laughs> just just a meat wall just being like, well, family, family. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> we got to catch him. He's fast and furious. I can see in the dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can't see in the dark. I don't know why he says that. <laughs> this feels like a reference to something else. <laughs> because it is. <laughs> it's a reference to Riddick. I know, I know what it is. I got it. I was playing along. Okay, sorry. How? Trust me, I know about Vin Diesel <laughs> and his oeuvre. Uh, you, you're right. You do know a lot about Vin Diesel. I've I've seen. Sometimes you have Vin like 15 tabs open all about Vin Diesel. I sometimes I'm just like I got to figure out more about Vin Diesel. I'm just like, like I. I, I I just got to figure out what he's saying. And I know your alarm clock is just uh, Vin Diesel saying iron and fire on loop. <laughs> <laughs> iron and, and fire. fire. Oh, what? Oh, I'm Jesus. awake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Good, good morning, Mr. Diesel. <laughs> good morning, Vin. Can I call you Vin? I'm an alarm clock. That's right, Vin. Yes, you are. <laughs> you... You work doing exactly what you need to do, swinging meat fists and waking <laughs> people up. With fire and iron. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you also have, uh, like, bacon birds. Yeah. Yeah, bacon birds and, I mean, I guess eggs are just eggs. Let's let's focus in here on something that we only sort of talked about briefly, Kevin. Right. And that's I suggested that the seasons would be very very long. Does that make still make sense, you think, with everything else we found out? Hmm. Well, the seasons unless if this creature like was somehow I'm worried there's some of the pufferfish at this point. Unless if this creature is also somehow affecting those seasons they would be based on it sort of like going from sun to yeah from sun. place to place like if we just want to have those seasons of you know fall uh winter spring and summer yeah the uh, the other option is that because this is a be a big unnatural beast it could just like excrete pheromones at a certain point or change the what, season what if it's a combination of those things kevin because okay. if, if the pufferfish is alive, 
Mm-hmm. If it's making the trek between two different stars, maybe yeah. that's how it keeps itself warm or like warm so, enough. So maybe what it is is that like there's the season of there's the season of the sun, if you will. Yeah. And the season of the sun is when we're is when you're around a star. Um, and I think weirdly enough, that might be a season actually very hard to grow in because the it's, it's, creature's bas- getting, it's basically a drought. Well, the creature's getting all the heat that it needs. Yeah. And I think that what it does when it leaves the um the 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 orbit of a sun and goes off into into space to find something else, uh, the pheromones it puts out actually are very good like fertilizer essentially. So while it's traveling, it, well during the the season of the stars, you know, sun's a star. Uh, it during that time the the food grows like really well and different and different food obviously also grows well and also different food for different stars because different stars give off different light yeah maybe that's how that works sure yeah i mean who's, who's going to tell us we're wrong you've ever never lived on the back of a pufferfish no you've never lived on the back of an intergalactic pufferfish and if you have please god Email us. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had, I propose an exchange of this food for information. We will we will bake you a fine dinner. Specifically a baked dinner. dinner. We, we will bake you a dinner. It will all just be cupcakes and <laughs> cookies. Uh, and a pasta and, and a pasta bake. And croissants. Yeah. Uh, but in return, you shall tell us of... Your times in space among the gas giants. Yeah. And and different animals will have different ways their season works. Like things like the long things like a snake, essentially. Um, You this the it might be different if it's coiled up, essentially will create a different season. Yeah. And I feel like if you lived on a snake, there's no telling what's going to happen. No. With the pufferfish, you kind of got an idea like, oh, it goes in ebbs and flows. It's somewhat irregular. (laughs) Kevin, if you lived on a snake, there's a chance your planet will just crush you one day. (laughs) Yeah. We all mean, yes, your planet is way too bendy. (laughs) Yeah. Though That there's a recipe for disaster, Kevin. Though the same token, we know that snake eats the gas. Yep. Uh, And keep on, the pufferfish also will occasionally inflate. Yeah. Which is crazy, I, Kevin. It's 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 anarchy. I'm thinking here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking the inflation, because here's the thing, it's a big creature. So each one of his movements is actually very, very slow. So we're not we're not talking about like how you're you know, you're hanging around, then all of a sudden there's a all of a sudden pop and you're flying out into space. That's not what we're talking about. No, no, no. We're talking about like you hear a rumble and then the ground will just stretch yeah and expand well and from a person's perspective like it really is the ground is stretching yeah i mean you're gonna have to keep walking or else your leg you're gonna end up in a really weird split yeah you're gonna you're gonna wish that you were more flexible yeah i mean at that point that is almost on the equivalent of like an earthquake oh it absolutely is at a certain point i'm sure scientists will figure out how to um, at least detect when they're coming. Although, <laughs> yeah, they'll have some sort of Richter sta- scale. Yeah. W- though, to be fair, the way that it would work is essentially they would bake a meal. They would, you know, they, they bake some like uh, pad thai. Yeah. And they would climb up a, a, a spike and they appease, they, they called the gas giants and appease them with some food. And they'd be like, yo. What just happened? <laughs> They're uh, like, your world got fat. <laughs> <laughs> your world expanded. Now hold on, is that what? What do you mean? It's, it's, it was before it was skinny. Now it's fat. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> it got big. If you wanted me to tell them more, you probably should have brought more food. It got swole. Bye. <laughs> this is just pad thai. Where are my egg rolls? <laughs> Damn it! I'm gonna get another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figure what to do. Um, this, is, this feels like a world that might become very reliant on <laughs> the gas giant. Oh, yeah, very, absolutely. Very fickle gas. <laughs> this might be why there's no real, like, actual technological or any progress, because everything they do, they walk up to a gas giant, and it does not it does not know more information than them necessarily. No, it just has a different perspective. And, well, and no, I mean, not only that, it sometimes just doesn't know, and it'll just... Make something up because it wants food. <laughs> That's true. 
there's no like body making sure those gas giants are telling the truth. No, there's there's no unified uh, order of the gas giants. <laughs> there's, who's like, there's, I mean, no, there's no, no gassy council. I think that it's somewhat frowned upon to lie to them because if they, but only because of this. If they figure out you've lied to them, they might be like, "Well, why do we give you food?" Yeah. If you're just going to lie to us, it's, a, it's <laughs> you a very you can only tell them lies. They can never figure out if they're lies or not. Yeah, it's a, it's a very <laughs> delicate symbiotic balance. Yeah, yeah. I would even it, you wouldn't even say that it's like symbiotic. It's it's aggressively symbiotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin, I know we usually generate a random world, word for a title. Yeah, but I have an idea for a title. Well, you can say it, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to generate that word. Okay, well, my idea for a title is Purple Peopled Puffer Pufferfish. Okay, Purple People Puffer Fish Eater. Uh, that's a real deep cut yeah. for <laughs> a niche song, niche joke song that <laughs> sure many people don't even know. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can try to work that in. I would say that we still should probably randomly generate a word. A word. All right. Well, let's what do you want to do? We we uh, shouldn't do a noun. I don't want to do a noun. No. We could do an adjective. Sure, let's do an adjective. I want to say when I went to this uh generator it automatically starts you on noun and the noun it gave me is loss and I'm like, "Hmm. Control alt delete." Huh? <laughs> Yeah. That is also a very niche meta <laughs> internet joke. Yeah. All right. The random adjective that we got is inner. 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 Inner gas. <laughs> Having an inner gas. <laughs> um inner. Inner. Inner hardly know her <laughs> inner food outer knowledge oh <laughs> i was that was in ghost food out ghost no <laughs> no because the word is inner it is inner i do like inner food outer knowledge because uh, it, it also gives this sort of weird impression it's almost um uh, eldritch impression because outer you know outer gods outer space outer things yeah, like that yeah um <laughs> because you are really trying to figure out the secrets of the universe oh yeah you and you boy, totally are and boy does it suck <laughs> but at least you get to cook a lot of food and man are the, these people are passionate about their food well they're into it kevin so, you would be you would be passionate about food too if not only did it feed you but it provided you with answers for the universe well, I mean, the, these people are so into their food that that, that they would uh, be like, uh, "Oh yes, when when I brought my uh, steak up the up the tower, the gas giant told me all sorts of things that I'm not going to tell you." And you're well, like, well, now now now, Kevin, they're generous, so they will tell. Oh right, they're also humble. Yep. It's real weird that they're very into food, but they're it's just, this is a bunch of humble brags. Yeah, it's totally humble brags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I brought my steak up there, and the, they said they really liked it, so they told me that uh, when the butt farts, they don't die. Who wait? No, they, they don't die. Like the gas shots don't die, or we don't die. They don't die. I don't know if we die. Are we on the butt? <laughs> That's the first question you should have asked. I didn't think about it. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back up that uh that tower, and I and this meat is just so heavy. I got so much good meat here, and it's just it's it's a pain to to carry it up the tower. Well, I'll help you out. <laughs> don't even catch on to the humble brag to be like oh no yeah obviously i'll help yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh thank you yeah 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 Yeah, great thanks perfect absolutely absolutely the the, the strangest balance between being <laughs> humble and being i guess gordon ramsay <laughs> that's just the aesthetic kevin yes the aesthetic is gordon ramsay which means all of these people are dressed in those 
uh, those chef clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Self ja- chef jackets all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, oh if you'd like to humble brag about us, please leave a writing or review uh, wherever you're listening to our podcast. We appreciate each one we get. Yeah, you can uh, you can also get us on Twitter if you want to talk to us directly. I'm uh, at Strawman K. Weir. And I'm at Mighty Fuse, and you can hit us together at Third Spacecast. Uh, also, if you want to come up with your own animal planet with stuff on the back of it. Yeah, but don't call it Animal Planet because that's a Discovery Channel thing. That is, yeah, you can call it uh, Creature World. Yeah. Figure out your own Creature World. You can send us to that, that to us. <laughs> you can send that to us in an email at thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Or check out our website at thirdspacepodcast.com. Of course, our theme song is Balrog Boogie by Diablo Swing Orchestra. And remember to check out Kevin's new book series, All Gods Fall, Season 1. Yes, the uh, the collection is out there. It's available for ebook. You can, you can find it anywhere digital books are sold. Join us next week on The Third Space, where Kevin and I turn up the sensitivity on our mics. The world is just so beautiful. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. 